The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. Another edition of No Bets Bar. This time, UFC Apex 79. We make the return to the greatest place in combat sports, the UFC Apex, for the 79th edition of a fight night card in those sacred grounds. But before we get into that, man, I mean, we, we're going to have to recap this last card. Jed, Noche UFC, how we feeling, man? Well, one, I just want to say I'm very excited to be back in the greatest arena in combat sports. Some say the greatest arena in all of sports. Some do say that. And we've got a stretch here. we got three in a row. So this is 79, but by the time we're done with this, Connor, 81. We will be to 81. So As that's... We, we slowly creep closer to the to the UFC Apex 100. That's that's going to be a special moment. What do we think UFC Apex 100 is going to look like? You think they're going to you think they're going to go all out for it? You think this is they're going to treat it like UFC 100? We'll get a title fight in the Apex with I'm, no one watching. I'm thinking Holly Holm main event. I don't know if you're down. That would be fitting. Holly Holm main event would be the most fitting. I think they might do a flyweight title fight in the Apex Ugh. just to give it the boost, but also because they don't respect flyweights. So. Yeah, let's uh, maybe maybe we'll get the the featherweight belt will be put back on the line. The women's featherweight belt oh, will be put back on the line that, for UFC Apex 100. That would actually be perfect. Well, we won't have to wait long. We're we're gonna get there. You know, next year probably by next February. Year we'll get there. We'll be there next year. Next year. Yeah, we uh, but we we are in that down slump. I've noticed now watching every single card for for the last two years. This is like this is the dry yeah, spell yeah. of of the UFC. Like it's like college football is going on. The NFL has started. We're gonna chill for a minute for like a month. Then we'll be back with bangers to close out the year. 
Yeah, and it's smart. You've got the summer push when the only other competition out there is baseball and, you know, golf doesn't play at night or whatever. You get the summer push and then you ebb back. You got football coming up. You certainly don't want to be trying to compete head-to-head with the start of the NFL as the CFB seasons. And then you come start building up in November, December. You hit them with a couple to close the year out, end on a high note. Uh, so we got some apexes coming up. But I'm, I'm not going to lie either, man. I, I need it, dude. You, you realize we have not had an off week since Memorial Day weekend. 16 weeks. Kai Kara France versus Amir Albazi, which at this point feels like a lifetime ago, was the start of this run all the way now through this week. Yeah. Uh, finishing. Starting the apex, ending the apex. Wouldn't have it any, any other way. other way. But let's briefly talk about UFC Noche. Not in the Please. apex. Not in the apex. T-Mobile. Connor, Crowd was booming. I don't know how well you did because I wasn't paying attention to to that part portion of the MMA hour on Monday. I was doing something else. I was so close, Connor. I was so close to the perfect week. So close. If if Fernando Padilla didn't blow up the mm. Mexican favorite mm-hmm. parlay, my only loss of the week was Fernando Padilla. Obviously, Alexa Grasso in the main event. My bet on her pushed, even though, again, I would argue she should have won the fight. I scored the fight for her, but we don't need to dive into all of that. <laughs> would have had a perfect weekend. No losses, nothing mm. but profit, save for Fernando Padilla. So I still had an amazing week, uh, over seven units of, of profit. Love it. Hitting the Jack Della by decision. Boom. Oh, yeah. That Hitting- was brilliant. Hitting the, I mean, we collectively. Come on, let's talk about it. I mean, let's talk about it. Baby, let's go. I mean, that was a special moment, I have to say. That was, I, it's unfortunate that I wasn't like in my own comfort zone. I was at a friend's birthday party. Uh, There were a lot of older people in attendance. It was like a housewarming for him. I warned him beforehand. I was like, I'm happy to come, but I will be paying attention to the fights. I hope you know that I have action on every single fight. So once six o'clock hits, like I'm probably going to be sitting in a corner, brought my laptop, everything, big power play. Oh, the laptop, not just the phone. Okay, power. Yeah, oh yeah, laptop for sure. I had to get the Wi-Fi, everything, make sure we were up and running. Uh, actually commandeered the big TV for the main event. It was halftime of Colorado, Colorado State. I was like... Electric throw, game, uh, electric let's game. Throw, let's, throw the, let's throw the main event on the big TV, huh? And then you know, a couple of people took... Alexa Grasso, a couple of people took Valentina Shevchenko. Everybody got into it. It was a fantastic moment. But the Raul great Rosa. Great fight, too, for that. Oh, great, great fight for a nice selling point uh, to get some people into the UFC. The Raul Rosas moment. I couldn't keep the emotions in. I like did. A, I did one of those full laps, gave a nice big let's go, boom, fist pumps galore, took a lap through the kitchen, grabbed the Mandela while I was in the kitchen, crushed half of it immediately. It was like... It was just such a thing of beauty. Raul Rosas, by the way, is a hero for me at this point. Like, immortalize him forever. Uh, As soon as he came out, I was like, this is live. Like, this is super duper live. Like, when they just started swinging, I was like, oh my God, this is live. He knocks him down. Terrence Mitchell does the whole, like, 
ragdoll like getting dropped mm-hmm. like his whole body flings and we start throwing the hammer fist down and i'm just screaming at my computer i'm like don't go for the choke don't no. go for the choke <laughs> for a half second it looked like he might i was like please don't when terrence went so belly down i was like oh no oh no dude i it was such a roller coaster of emotions and it lasted like 60 seconds and like i was talking right before the fight started i was talking to one of my friend's wife's mom so it was, uh, she's like in her 60s. She's talking to me about how she wants to go to like every major league ballpark. And then like, I'm going crazy. She's just like, oh, what happened? I'm like, uh, an 18 year old just won me a ton of money because he knocked another dude out. Uh, it was uh, it was fantastic. I mean, no, we'll never forget that. Ne- I mean, the first prop bet we've ever cashed. Basically. Ever. ever. Basically. So that's fantastic. And yeah, you know, you can now uh, introduce that woman to the greatest arena in sports. She can add that to her list of going to all the ballparks, go to the apex, the apex. go to T-Mobile. That's all yeah. you need, baby. You got to hit the apex. Uh, yeah. I mean, I also did incredibly well. Wasn't close to a perfect night, but that's because I had like 16 bets, but the well, ones that I missed tough to go perfect. On yeah. Bets. <laughs> we, we, we tried, damn it. We tried. Uh, I mean, the ones that I missed were like sprinkles, uh, then the Josephine Nutson by knockout. That one I thought we were going to get. Uh, Shevchenko by decision, obviously a loss. Very close, That's though. Taking the prop. I mean, God, we were close. If Mike Bell doesn't um, throw a makeup call there, you're you're cashing the Chevy by decision bet there. Uh, yeah, also in the back of my head, I, I did take Shevchenko to have the belt at the end of 2023 at like plus oh, 150. Yeah. yeah, so like on my way home from this birthday party, I was like, Damn, Mike Bell fucked me, man. Like, damn, would have would have gotten another like one point six units on the decision. Then, like, now we're now we're that was sitting a big with the swing belt. for Mike Bell right there. Uh, then I would then I would I would have had three futures, I think, live to win Pantoja, John Jones, and Valentina. But alas, um, yeah, I finished up over ten units, biggest week ever doing this. Um, oh. In the green for the year, uh, it feels good, man. Feels good, and as much as I loved. Last week's card, this one is this sneaky one's tricky. Good, sneaky good apex card, though. So yes, card I'll agree. Excellent. There are definitely some fights that I'm looking forward to. This one. I mean, the main and co-main are like no brainers to be looking forward to. Uh, but in terms of betting, it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. So yes, I don't know. Um, I've got some. I've got a new bit. We're gonna unleash a new bit uh, this yes. week. I've been. I've been working on it for a while. I was just waiting to see, you know, when was the next time to, to bring one in. You don't want to have too many bits going, you know. But too with Heavyweight bits, Overs you know. dead, uh, by the way, ChatGPT continues to dominate. I mean, Jack, Jack Della just... I mean, what? Jack Della we... by decision just keeps And dominating. that was like plus 400, plus 300, something like that? It was, yeah, it was like plus 350, I think, is the price I had. I mean, why it's... do we even host the damn show when we can just plug it into the old GPT? Like, okay. come on. I don't know, 12 and 5 on the year? It just, that's a money-making machine. Yeah, it's a great bet. I'm I'm excited to hear this one. Uh, so, yeah, Noche UFC. I, like, I honestly, I just wish we got a winner in the main event. Um, I, I think it's Casey who's like, Everyone's saying it could have gone either way, so I feel like a draw is a perfect scorecard. It's just the way that we got there. Like when it when the decision was about to be announced, I was pacing back and forth, and I was just like, "It's it all comes down to round four. Uh, wish we had gotten a winner. Other than that, Noche UFC was awesome. I hope they do it again next year. Uh, they definitely will. This yeah, I mean, Dana White sure, said it last night. For sure, a yearly thing. Uh, so yeah, 
Great yeah. night. I will remember that one fondly. Had yeah, great that... tacos on Saturday too. I mean, it was just a, it was a good day. Good day. The rest of my Saturday was very up and down, but uh, the evening was great. I went went to the Atlanta United game. Uh, Messi oh was, no, Messi! But he, uh, Messi, Messi was like, "Yo, I'm not playing on your turf fields, bro." Sorry about with that a bad whammy. That was a bad beat. beat. You know, that happens. It happens. Still had a great time. The game was fun. Five two, um, just just buckets of goals. So good time. In the was Benzo watching. Too? I mean, great stadium. I mean, just things feel better when you're in the bends. It's true. The the bends the, the butthole is the greatest of stadiums. Um that's one way to, yeah. Watching uh watching UGA really struggle against South Carolina on my phone was was a tough hang. All right. So I have to say this. I was actually so worried heading into Noche UFC because of the luck that I was having in the beginning of the day. Uh Premier League morning, I had Aston Villa money line looked so bleak they were down one nil going into the 88th minute they rail off three in stoppage time uh in and get the stoppage win. uh wow. tottenham tottenham I, w- I was also on their money line in a parlay uh they were down going into stoppage time scored two goals in like the 97th and 99th minute won that too i was just like i got a horseshoe up my ass right now georgia down at halftime minus 160 i absolutely unloaded the clip like i've never like jolted up harder and like been like i gotta get this in, gotta get this in uh was texting all my friends i was like minus 160 you have to take this uh like in terms of ufc betting like i put like nine units on it like i just unloaded my account onto georgia money line that hit i was like all right the luck's got to run out eventually and then raul rosas kept the train rolling baby Luck doesn't run out. You got to press when you're on a heater. You just got to press the action because you I never guess. know it's going to stop. I I did take a massive uh, cash out this week. I have to say, which which feels good. Dinner, I mean, dinner on Raul this weekend. Dinner on Raul uh, for for this week for me. It's just great. I'm <laughs> I mean, a huge sick. fan of that. Sick. Uh, yeah, dude. No one can say a bad word about that guy. I mean, he's on the show today. Can't wait to hear from him. Uh, let's dive into this though. UFC Apex seventy nine. Uh, let's start with the main event, man. I mean, fantastic fight. Cannot wait for this one. Lightweight bout, Rafael Faziv going against Mateusz Gamrot right now. Gamrot, the underdog, plus 130. Faziv coming back at minus 155. So I'm having a hard time deciding on who's going to win this fight. We know what Gamrot is going to do here. Like, he is going to attempt to bring this to the mat. It is in unquestionable i mean he has shot 58 yes. takedowns in the last four fights the, we, we know the game plan here it's for gamrot yeah it's a lot the guy the guy has got cardio the guy attempts to chain wrestle and that is the game plan he's also durable as hell he has been knocked down in his last three fights and some of them i mean the benil Dariush one was like a turn the whole head like the other way like an owl type shot and he just immediately got back up and went right back to work so the question for me is, can Gamron get the takedowns? And if he does, can he hold Faziv down? And if it stays standing, how does Gamron fare? Like he's been knocked down in his last three fights, albeit against, you know, quality strikers, Armin Sarukian a little bit less so than than Jalen Turner and, and Benil Dariush, but the the striking I feel like Faziv has a a pretty nice advantage in. 
I I can't decide on who's going to win this fight. Every time I, I decide on a winner, I I start flipping back the other way. So I have decided on who's going to win this fight. Let's go. Let's hear it. I have a bet on who's going to win this fight. I yeah, understand. I, I understand your concerns. Uh, I just don't simply share them. This would have been the fight that would have been a chat GPT bet, uh, except for the fact that I. I feel like I got this one. I don't need the robots on this one. And maybe that's dumb because the robots are obviously better than me and I should confirm with them, but I didn't. It's like, you know what? Shoot from the hip here. I like Rafael Fazeev to get the job done here. Big Matouche Gamrock guy. I have been since he came over from KSW. Supported him a bunch. Uh, I think that this is going to be competitive, but I think this being a five-round fight, while in a lot of ways that should help Gamrot. Against Fazeev, I think that he's one of the dudes who it's not going to to work to his benefit because Fazeev has unbelievably good takedown defense. I mean, statistically, it's like 90% or something like that, which is an absolutely outrageous number. But even if you just go watch the film, people have scored takedowns on him, but they succeed less and less as the fight goes on because he also has tremendous cardio uh, and he adapts and adjusts well. And so I think this first round, Gamrot's going to get a couple. He did the same against Benny Dariush. Uh, and then we saw as that fight played out, Dariush just started to stonewall him. And then he was stuck striking. And he's not, he's not you know, entirely ineffective on the feet. But I think after the first round, this becomes much more of a striking-centric battle. And at that point, Hafel Fazeev, I, I think, is just has a ton of advantages uh, in that realm. So... Gamrot's going to, he is always going to be there to bring it. He is, he's going to be there for 25. He's going to keep coming, keep trying to push the pace, pace. But I think Fazeev has the cardio to stand up and the takedown defense that as this fight drags on, it just becomes more about him working uh, jabs, body shots. Fazeev works the body so well on the feet uh, and that'll maybe slow up Gamrot a little bit down the stretch. So I think this fight's going to be tremendous. I think honestly, the odds are pretty good, but I'm still taking the bet on Fazeev anyway. So I got Fazeev at minus 150, and I'm throwing um, – I've I've put uh, together two parlays this week. One of them I'm, I'm affectionately dubbing. One of them is – we'll get to the end. It's a greasy Bellator awful parlay oh, that no one, yeah. no one should yeah, tail me yeah, on, yeah. but just the greasiest of parlays. I love one. it. I love uh, it. The other parlay I'm affectionately dub- dubbing uh, the Connor Burks parlay yes. because it's, it's three over one – one and a half rounds and uh you know love it over one and a half i i know it's it's the seaberg special we at some point we got to get DraftKings to just rename the over one and a half yes the connor burke's bet i mean uh, this is what it needs to be that's what it is and i'm parlaying up three of those uh oh, yeah. and the main event is is one of them so that's I'm where very, i'm at on the main i'm very curious to hear what the other two are because i got a couple over one and a half sprinkled i actually don't have the over one and a half in the main because i have as a single bet the over two and a half, I took it at minus 175. Uh, the durability that Gamrot has shown, I think, will will be able to get him there to at least the 12 and a half minutes. And at least. I think he's going to last the 25. Something that I wanted to run by you that, that kind of stood out to me, that kind of like perked me up a little bit. Rafael Fazeev by decision is plus 285. Obviously, I haven't pulled the trigger. Don't know if I'm going to. Uh, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the knockout prop's getting a little bit overrated here. Like, Gamron has shown toughness. Like, he's plus 175 knockout. Plus 280. I'm seeing I'm seeing plus 280 by decision. Like, 
I don't I don't hate that shot there. I think that's a great bet. Um, I didn't take it because I kind of ended up with a little bit more exposure this week than I planned um, because a couple of bits hit, and so here I'm at. Uh, <laughs> and, got, you know, the Fazeev, at least some concern, five rounds is just so much more than three rounds, which sounds very dumb and simple to say, but, like, I mean, we saw Fazeev in cruise control against RDA and then just dusted him up in the fifth yeah i could see something like that happen um i think the like i said i do think the price is pretty good um because gamrot uh extremely tough extremely durable and particularly that that bet gets better the more success gamrot has if gamrot's able to get takedowns more and this uh more than i think he is going to and maybe into the second round he's still push like setting the tempo then it gets a lot less likely that Fazeev is able to finish him uh, than if he just has four rounds of of free fire on the feet. So I think it's a good yeah. bet. So I mean, Gamrot's never been finished. Right. So for the over two and a half, Fazeev, like, feel like everyone views him as as like a just like nasty finisher. Five of seven of his UFC fights have gone over the two and a half. And I have to say, I'm going back to the well of heartbreak here because I was on the Fazeev Brad Riddell over two and a half. Looked like we were cruising to it, and then Brad Riddell gets caught with like a nasty body shot, completely shuts him down. We lose it eight seconds before the mark. Tough. So I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm ready to get hurt again. Um, and then Gamrot, obviously the durability. I don't, I don't necessarily see Gamrot finishing Fazeev. Like obviously anything can happen, but I feel like if if anyone's going to be doing the finishing, it's going to be uh, Fazeev. And obviously Gamrot has displayed insane toughness. I think I'd push back on that. I think if there's going to be a finish in this fight, it would be Gamrot. I think mm. Gamrot's not a huge finisher uh, like historically. But he gets but, finishes. But he gets them. And like, like I said, I, I'm so confident in Gamrot's durability and toughness of, of him. You know, maybe if there's a fifth round finish or something late, uh, accumulation of body work from Fazeev. But I would say to me, it feels more likely that Gamrot is, is such a good grappler and certainly not like Fazeev has, has proven to be a good defensive wrestler and a f- competent grappler, but it wouldn't shock me if if Gamrot does get this down and then snakes his way to the back. And so we just haven't seen Fazeev have to fight like that um, all that often. So four hundred uh, Gamrot inside the distance. Yeah. I, again, I'm I'm just taking my Fazeev straight bet, but I don't. That is also a little bit tempting, honestly. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's keep Not it Not going to do it. Not going to yep. do it. I already yep. got too many bets. Not Smart. doing it. Smart. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. Co-main event, featherweight bout Bryce Mitchell, the return of Thug Nasty, taking on Dan, 50K, Ige right now, Danny Boy, plus 170, Thug Nasty coming back, minus 205. I guess that's uh, inverse. Um, yeah, this line has gotten steamed up big time. Uh Kind of just feel like it's sort of the the tale of two fights here. Like if Bryce Mitchell can get the takedowns, I feel like he's going to have a ton of success in like 30-27 Ige. If it stays standing, uh, he could find himself in some serious trouble. But I I like Bryce to get the takedowns here. I mean, we've seen it before. Mo Sar against Dan. Uh, TKZ had some success as well. Uh, if Bryce Mitchell is, is in a right state of mind, I know he's been having some issues outside of the octagon. If he's in good shape, uh, I think he can have success in in what he wants to do. Uh, I, I'm with you. Had some concern just on the, you know, what's going on in Bryce's life and, and things of that nature. How focused is he going to come in here? Um, largely decided that I'm just going to treat that as if that doesn't matter. And maybe that's dumb. But yeah. uh, you said the the critical key is if Bryce can get takedowns, and I think he can. Dan Ige has never been a a great defensive wrestler. Statistically, he's actually like fairly poor. Um, and just in process, you know, he, he's had success in his last couple of fights because Nate Landwehr, uh, Jackson, they're, they're not really going for that many takedowns against him. But, you know, fights Josh Emmett, Mopsarev, like those guys are going to get them. Uh, I think Bryce is the same. I also think Bryce is going to have a pretty clear size advantage. Dan's never been like an enormous fighter at this weight class. Bryce, pretty big. And yeah, um, but Danny Gay has never been finished, uh, gone to decision in eight of his ten bouts. The only reason I'm I'm on Bryce Mitchell straight, the only reason I'm on him straight instead of on him by decision is that the difference in that line is like forty points or something. It's it's almost nothing. So I'm just buying buying myself the peace of mind in case Bryce Mitchell does get the back, you know, for something it. like that. I um, respect it. You just but, you just never know when it's when it's that. Small of a price differential. It's, it's yeah, but by the extra points is is my my thing. If it if I'm not getting at least a you know ten, 10 points on it, it's we're done. I'm just getting four, whatever. So uh, I'm on Bryce Mitchell straight, and here's leg two of the Connor Burks. Come on, the Feed the C Burks parlay. Yep. Mitchell Ege yep. over one and a half uh-huh. round. Yep. Both of both the main and co-main. That's minus four hundred on the price. So two minus four hundred uh, to be wrapped up with one final leg to come. Yes, I am also on the over one and a half uh, in this one. I am on Bryce Mitchell straight as well. I did play him same, on same bets. Like We're just Saturday. The same. Yes, we are the same. I did play him on Saturday. The line was more favorable. It was minus 138. Uh, still like Bryce to get it done. Minus 210 range is is uh, makes me a little more weary. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think Bryce is going to have some success here. Uh, hopefully, Thug now Bounces back. We keep it rolling on the main card. Strawweight bout. Marina Rodriguez taking on Michelle Waterson Gomez. And right now, Marina Rodriguez minus 310. 
The Karate Hottie plus 250. Uh, the rematch we've all been waiting for. Uh, don't know why we didn't get this sooner. I uh, got five full rounds, 25 minutos of this about two and a half years ago. Reina Rodriguez won 49-46 uh, on two judges' scorecards. Pretty clear. Uh, felt like we needed to run it back. I think, I mean, it was very necessary. Yeah, of course. I, I don't well, don't have any questions here for the matchmaking. Uh, but in my opinion, my humble opinion, I kind of see history repeating itself. Look. I understand that you know history does repeat itself often. This is not the same fight. Couple of oh. couple of key differences in this fight okay. here, Conor Burks. Yes, please. Uh, please. That I let, I don't know if you I don't know if you know this. That first fight was a flyweight yeah. fight. Repeated uh. one hundred twenty five pounds. Now now we got to make weight cuts here. It's one fifteen. This is a straw weight bout. <sighs> that changes the math. More importantly, though, and legitimately more importantly. Difference in this fight, three rounds instead of five, 49, 46, you know, there's a five rounder. I would say, yeah, history's going to repeat itself. Fight probably looks the same. And I'm not even here to tell you that history won't repeat itself. I think I, I, very... I will say uh, Marina Rodriguez was up 30, 27 after yeah. three rounds. I won't. Okay. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm not saying that it won't, the same thing won't happen. Okay. But again, right. that was a flyweight, totally sure. different fight. Yeah, yes. Completely different. Not even, totally not even, this, not even, the not same. even similar. Uh, I'd like to share with you the new bit because this is okay. uh, this is where it comes into play. I and uh, the listeners at home can't see this because this is not a video podcast. But I'm about to soon, show you soon, maybe, maybe, maybe soon, hopefully, maybe knock soon. on wood. I mean, uh, but Connor, let me explain to you. Uh, so, for everyone, uh, I was born August eighth, nineteen eighty eight. It's eight eight eighty eight. It's my birthday, and. I weighed eight pounds and eight ounces. So the number eight, it's a big, big number in my life has historically been meaningful for me. Sounds like it. You know what? And as a result of that, you know what else has historically been meaningful for me? The magic magic eight ball. ball. Let's go. The magic eight ball has whenever I have been unsure of something or confused, or maybe my heart was leaning, leading me one way and I didn't know. I could consult my friend, the Magic Eight Ball, here to, to give I, me guidance. I have to guidance. say, we're further screwing the pooch here on not having video because the Magic Eight Ball reveal was epic. I mean that it was really good. Is, I'm not gonna lie, you guys missed I mean, something. You slowly at home here. raised it up, like with the eight showing. This is yeah, we're really missing a big opportunity. Maybe though soon. Maybe maybe not. Maybe one, soon. Yeah. Missing a big. Opportunity. But yeah. So what I've decided is we're gonna go to the Magic Eight Ball for fights that I'm not sure about. That okay. If I'm not going to go to ChatGPT, because I try to use ChatGPT for fights that I, I just really don't know, and it's a very even fight, the Magic 8-Ball is going to be an underdog, uh, a weapon. If if there's an underdog that like feels maybe maybe the line's out of whack, maybe there's a chance, I'm just going to ask the Magic 8-Ball. I'm just like, hey, should I bet Michelle Waterston Gomez at plus 265? And the Magic 8-Ball looked at me and it said it was decidedly so. Wow. And so, as a result of that, we'll be betting Michelle Waterston Gomez plus 265 as an underdog. I do think the path to victory is there. I think there's a very real chance that Marina Rodriguez is falling off. I mean, granted, Waterston Gomez is not nearly what she was. This fight happened, whatever, less than two years ago. So, won't be shocked if this doesn't hit. But Waterston needs two takedowns because everybody who's gotten two takedowns has won or drawn with with Rodriguez 
And in a three-round fight, I think that's just much more likely. So uh, I'm taking the the underdog shot, and uh, we're going to see if the Magic 8-Ball knows what it's talking about. Do I have to say, Yan Zhang got two takedowns, did not win. I mean, but didn't she? No. But didn't she? I mean, she didn't officially win, but like, but like, didn't she? No. No, no, no. I, I, I still have the money from the Marina Rodriguez <laughs> by decision bet that I that I placed on that one. Uh, I have the vibes. I will also need to add on this. This is the completion of the Seabrooks parlay over one I'm and a half rounds. It. I mean, it's the this feels like the most obvious in part because the line is the biggest of all three of them. But yeah, uh Waterson's gone to decision in nine of ten. Rodriguez in eight of her last ten. Like it's uh they've they've gone over the two and a half and uh or over the one and a half and both of them in ten of their last eleven. I would say and like all of them are basically. And they've so. also done twenty they've also done twenty five minutes. I feel like it would be uh something freakish happening if if this didn't hit the over one and a half here. It'd be um, pretty surprising. Yeah, so mine is co main over one and a half, this over one and a half, and then heading over to Ireland. Johnny Eblen uh, finishing it out nice. or starting it actually. Like it will be, be starting it time wise. Uh, uh, yes. Um, well, last thing on this fight, please. I want, I don't have the bet cause I didn't see the lineup anywhere and I want to see what the line is. And I'm going to guess that it won't be nearly as good as it should be. Split decision fight ends by split decision. Waterson has four in her 13 UFC fights. Rodriguez has four, I mean, split or majority decisions in her 11. If, if that number is, is, is spicy as large, I might take a shot on it just because like both of these women fight in ways that tend to lead themselves to confusion for the judges. Fight goes to split decision plus 400. Probably want a little bit more than that. Yeah, I'll think about it. I've been seeing a lot of like plus four hundred for split decision. Um, they don't. They don't want. They don't want my action. They're trying to dissuade me from from yeah. spiking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I did throw Marina Rodriguez in a little uh, in a little two two teamer favorite parlay here on on UFC Apex seventy nine. Uh, I any actually concerns don't... about two losses in a row. Uh, any concerns about Michelle Waterson being one in five in her last six? I mean, she should have beaten Luana Pinheiro. That. That wasn't a good decision, but yes, I have many concerns about that. Uh, who was that? Who I was on? Maybe I was on Gomez when uh, I want to say I was on her recently, and maybe it was the Luana Pinero fight. Uh, I think it was, uh, and yeah, that one that one hurt to loss. Uh, I actually don't think Marina Rodriguez has fallen off just yet. I mean, this will fully get me off the train. I was I was very much in on her. Uh, I mean, Cashner as a dog against uh, Mackenzie Dern was was tasty stuff. Uh, so I am still on her. I I believe in her, and I, I think she gets it done here. I mean, Michelle Waterson had 25 minutes to to try and get it done. She she was unsuccessful in doing so. I feel like history repeats itself. Here. You're you're thinking about this the wrong way. She now has 25 minutes of what not to do. No, 15 she's minutes. all that tape. No, no I'm I'm saying she oh, oh, okay. she has 25 minutes of now. All right, I tried all this. It didn't work. Okay. Now I just got to do the stuff that did. I got to. She's got all the room to improve. Well, she because, went for she went for five takedowns. Uh, she was only successful with one. Yeah, she needs obviously needs to go for a Matouche Gamrot level of takedowns in this fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting. 
I'm glad we got the rematch. That's at the end of the day. It's important. I'm glad we got the true weight class. 125 just doesn't count. Just doesn't matter. I'm glad we got the rematch. All right, let's keep it rolling. Welterweight bout. Brian Battle taking on AJ Fletcher. Right now, Brian Battle can be had for minus 192. Am I seeing that right? Brian Battle is no. Minus 175. AJ Fletcher plus 145. Um, Going to be interesting. 10 inches of reach for old B Battle here, for old Pooh Bear. Uh, three inches of height. I think this is going to be a dog fight. I think this is going to be a fun one. Both these dudes are tough. Both of them can crack, too. Like, AJ Fletcher, he might not be the greatest striker in the world, but, like, he does have power. Uh, pretty athletic. Um, I, I, I think Battle gets it done, though. I believe that he does. I don't have any bets on this because... Like you said, I think this is going to be a bit of a dogfight. And in that, I favor battle. Some physical advantages as well. But I think I'm going to stop betting or try to bet less on fights like this. Like guys who are quality, but, you know, top 50-ish dudes. But sometimes they just lose to, like, other dudes in that range. And there's no clear, like, differentiators as far as I can tell. Like, ah, this guy is really elevating. It's like, yeah, they're all kind of there. It's a dice roll. Um I would honestly say this is a dog or pass situation for me, and I'm just passing entirely. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. I took Pooh Bear. I, I did. I mean, he's been good to me. I, I favor him in the dog fight, and I can't ignore the 10 inches of reach. I it's mean, a lot I, of reach. It's a lot of reach. And plus, like when he's not fighting guys like Renat, like his, he doesn't have the greatest takedown defense. And like, yes, he was completely smothered by Renat Fakhredinov, but like Renat's going to do that to a lot of people. Like he is, he that that is just the way that he fights. I mean, if he, if AJ can't hold him down, then then I think Battle's going to have a lot of success on the feet. Uh, let's keep it rolling though. Main card featherweight bout: Charles Jordan taking on Ricardo Ramos. Uh, right now, you can have Charles Jordan for the great price of minus one thirty-five. Ricardo Ramos plus one fourteen. But what more important? About to you say, can, <laughs> you can have Charles Jordan round three for plus eight hundred if you want it. If you want it, Charles Jordan round it's three, there. mythical fighter. He has had one third round finish in his last sixteen fights, but he looked kind of okay in that third round. Uh, that other, that one other time. So, listen, if you had bet a hundred dollars uh, every time on Charles Jordan round three, you'd only be down eight hundred dollars. So, if you win this weekend, you you'll be right back to even. I mean, that sounds like a that's 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 how math works, and it feels like right. Like, just go for it. Marcelo Rojo, shout out for starting the myth of Charles Jordan round three. Um, Man, if he pulls off a third round finish, yeah, I'll eat some your curl. Min- your mentions are gonna be up. good, good, good. <laughs> I want it. I want that smoke. Come on, yeah, round three, Jordan. Um, Is that the bet you're making the round three Jordan bet? Not. No. <laughs> No, I will never bet that. I don't care if he wins <laughs> 10 straight times in the third round. I'll never make that bet. <laughs> You're a man of principle. And I I, I've, just, I've just never seen something that's so, like, prophesized. I've seen it on the timeline, like, four or five times this week. Got to throw in on round three Jordan. Like, I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> he won one time in the third round. Like, Yoel Romero, there is a real thing there. There was, like, Derek this Lewis weird... There's a real thing there. There was this weird run where Yoel Romero won, like, eight straight fights in the third round. It's just like, yeah, let's sprinkle... Let's, you got to throw it in there. 
Charles Jordan won one time in the third round, and now it's like this mythical thing. Look, uh, I have nothing on this fight, by the way. I'd like to add that I'm betting Charles Jordan. Get the <laughs> I'm, fuck. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. In fact, I it's am, gonna uh, hit now. It's gonna hit now because I'm shitting on it. So it hard. definitely is, which is a shame because I'm betting Ricardo Ramos um, in this fight. I he's an underdog. I was a bit surprised. I kind of thought this would be close to a pick him. I mean, it's not like a huge underdog, but uh, pretty simply, like Ricardo Ramos, PJJ black belt. Uh, pretty solid wrestler, team alpha male guy, Charles Jordan. All of his losses have come against people who took him down, except for Saeed Nurmagomedov, who uh, whipped a foot into his face. Like that's, I think Ramos can get the takedowns, um, and because Jordan not a great defensive wrestler either, and I think he can control the fight on the ground. So uh, I like him at underdog odds. So I, I just took a shot on Ramos at plus one twenty five. Sweet, love it. That concludes the main card. And we keep on rolling into the prelims. Bantamweight bout. Miles John takes on Dan Argueta right now. You can have Miles John's four plus 154. Dan Argueta coming back minus 185. Uh, this is kind of a dog or pass situation for me, but I but I ultimately passed. I feel exactly the same. I mean, go back to my previous comments, you know, top 50-ish guys. I'm actually not even sure Miles Johnson or Gordo are top 50. Um, but, you know, somewhere in that, like, good enough to be in the UFC, not good enough to stand out in any meaningful way at this point for me. I- I'm just out out on the fight. Same. Same. Sit back and enjoy. It should be a, should be a cracker uh, of a fight. It should be pretty exciting. Uh, Miles Johnson. Can, can be dangerous, and Dan Arquetta is a dog. We keep it rolling. Welterweight bout. Tim Means, Dirty Bird, taking on Andre Fialho. And right now, you can have Fialho for minus 180. Tim Means coming back at plus 150. Uh, I mean, if you trust an Andre Fialho at minus 180, God bless you, man. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, he has now been knocked out five times. Knocked out in his last three fights. Uh, I mean, I just, I, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, if you're betting Fialo, I wish you the best of luck, my my friend. But it could end up going bad for you. What I did do, because it's about the same price, uh, I took the under two and a half at minus two hundred. Because uh, Fialo can crack, dude. I mean, we've seen he's got power. Uh, there is no doubt about that, and he is very aggressive. Durability, obviously, an issue. Uh, he's hit the under two and a half in five straight. Nine of his last ten. Tim means pretty much Tim means a more of a decision maker, but he does have, he does have finishing capabilities. He's also been finished in four of his last five losses. So both these dudes get finished. Both of these dudes can finish. I think Fialho is going to bring the aggressiveness. Uh, and I feel like someone's getting got, uh, I do not echo Connor's sentiments. If you are betting Andre Fialho at minus minus one eighty, I wish you the worst of luck because stuff. our second, Magic eight wow, we're doing bet. two Magic 8-ball bets. We've doubled them up here. Um, we're really dependent on this thing. We, you know, we it's the first time out. Take it for a test drive. You want to see what the engine's capable of, you know? Uh, and so on this one, I was looking at it, and I was like, my initial reaction was, Andre Fial is going to beat it. Tim Means is old and washed. And Tim Means is a little old and washed. But we'll say this in Tim Means' defense. He has been getting finished. He's been getting submitted. 
guillotines Darshes. You know, he's been knocked down, I think, once or twice in his last, uh, like, five or six fights. But Yeah, a couple club and subs. But he hasn't uh, been getting, like, totally outgunned on the feet. And like you said, Fialo just, his durability is a serious question. He's been knocked out three times in a row. Tim Means hasn't knocked anybody out in, uh, like, four or five years or whatever. But dude can crack a little bit. I think if this gets rugged in the middle, I think I trust Tim Means' durability a little more than Fialho's. And at the low, low price of plus 450, you can get Tim Means by KOTKO on a, as a prop bet. Interesting. And so looking at that number and saying, that's a pretty big number, I I reached for the eight ball and I asked it, should I bet Tim Means as a by knockout TKO as an underdog at plus 450? And the eight ball said uh, that I may rely on it. Wow. So. We rely are, on it then. We're we're relying on it. We're going the Tim Means by KO TKO plus four fifty half unit. We're not going to go a full one um, because you know big number, no reason. But thought we thought we'd try this out and see. Love it. I, I mean, I like it. Like, yeah, he hasn't really knocked anyone out since what twenty eighteen. But he did uh, drop Diago Alves, dropped uh, Staropoli. Um, yeah. So like he he does have some power, uh, and then knocked out Ricky Rainey. That was his last knockout. Um, so like yeah. I, I really do believe that Fialho is going to come in here aggressive like he always does, uh, swing for the fences, try and stay in the UFC. Uh, Plus, I got to be honest, part of this is some get back for me because Andre Fialho, he tricked me. He made me think that Jake Matthews was good, uh, yep. and I'm never going to forgive him for it. <laughs> yeah, he made me think that Jake Na- Matthews was like the next the next big yeah. thing. Oh, he's, he's still 26. Man, he's he's got it solved. Actually, no, he's just dusting up a guy who's not very good. Also, Fialho had some people fooled when he showed, like, durability against Michel Pereira and then came out and got two straight wins by knockout in the first round. And, and Miguel Baeza was, you know, had yeah. a little bit of hype behind him. Yeah. We keep it rolling to a middleweight bout. Jacob Malkoon taking on Cody Brundage. Uh, you can have Jacob Malkoon for minus four. 485 Cody Brundage plus 370 um I mean the price is big but it tough to tough to trust Cody Brundage especially after the last few performances um I mean especially after like like we've seen him get wrestled before like we've seen him just get dominated that way and that's likely what Malcoon is going to do here like yeah Cody is live in the first round, like like he does hold some power and like he is like wildly aggressive, but uh, I don't know. This just feels like Malcoon is is gonna just wrestle him for fifteen minutes, and that's yep. just gonna be the story of the fight. Yep, it's gonna be a Jake Malcoon ju- fight. Cody's gonna gonna jump a few gillies, you know. He's gonna get it there. Uh, I, I think I saw a stat somewhere that he jumped more gillies in round one of uh, the Dumas fight than significant strikes he landed. That's incredible. Um, maybe he'll hit one, you know, and then it'll all get paid off. But, yeah, no, there's just going to be a Jacob Malkoon fight. Um, price is too big for me on Malkoon because I already have, as mentioned before, a aggressive uh, uh, Bellator awful parlay with, yeah, yeah, with yeah, favorites, yeah. so I didn't sure. need to add one in the UFC. We're good. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. Cody Brundage landed three significant strikes uh, in the last fight. Three. Three of them. 
that's a significant not a lot. He threw speaking speaking of people who uh, didn't land a lot of significant strikes in their most recent fight. Moving on to Mohamed Usman versus Jake Collier. Ah, let's go to Mohamed Usman landed seven strikes in his most recent fight. Significant strikes, though, I do have to say. Significant strikes. Well, uh, he landed 79. If they're not significant, do they count? Yeah, but the significant strike thing is like you have to be at a certain distance or whatever. I mean, 79 total strikes. Like, I mean, he's just, he literally just laid on Junior Toffa and was just hitting him. him. Yeah, just like hitting him. him. Uh, And it got him a decision win. Um, Jake Collier, Muhammad Usman, Usman, minus. 142 Collier plus 120. Uh, I take it. Are you taking Collier? I'm not. Um, I, I, I'm not. I this is the dumbest bet I've made this week, including oh. the Bellator parlay. Oh, um, I'm betting Muhammad Usman, and I don't feel good about oh, it. Man. I don't feel good about it. Listen, all right, it. okay, here's something I have to say. You played Chris Barnett against Jake Collier. Like, you did that and you cash. I was going to be legitimately pissed if I came in here and you were playing Collier now against oh, Muhammad no. Usman. Because I have to say, safe space. Don't want to tell my friends about it. Definitely not going to tell my parents about it. I'm betting Muhammad Usman as well. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody about it. I don't want to tell our listeners about, about it. Here's the thing. Here's but the I thing. trust him. I trust him not to come from my throat. He's giant. He's juiced up. And what is he going to do? He Lay is going <laughs> to wrestle. Jake Collier, former 185er, then a 205er. Here's what I want to lay it, out to you. He's not carrying that weight well, guys. Like, I don't I don't want to be. He looks, he looks a little trimmer. He posted a picture yesterday. He's looking a little trimmer. Here's what I want to say, though. Uh, he was out-wrestled thoroughly. Jake Collier, that is, by Devin Clark. Thoroughly at 205. He has moved to heavyweight since. He has had... Seven or eight fights, I believe, at heavyweight now. Do you know how many takedowns have been attempted at on him in the heavyweight division? Uh, at heavyweight? Let me... Who did he fight at heavyweight? Um, Aspinall just bundled him on the feet. Jean Vellante would have never shot a takedown. Felipe, no. Chase Sherman, maybe. Seven fights. Zero takedowns. I was going to say like one there or has, two, maybe? Nope, zero. There has not been a single takedown attempted on our man Jake Collier. The last time one was attempted. There will 20, be Saturday. 20, 2017, Marcel Fortuna. Uh, and he went one of nine. Just want to let you in on a secret, though. Marcel Fortuna had a three-fight UFC career, and he had 8% takedown accuracy. Now, I'm not That's saying... pretty good. I'm not saying Mohamed Usman is some, like, world-class takedown artist. I mean, he has 15% takedown accuracy. But what he's going to do is he's going to try. And no one has tried at the heavyweight division. Uh, and I think he's going to be able to get him down there. Um, he's big. He's strong. He's pretty athletic, too. He's not a great fighter. Let's not get that oh, twisted. Uh, he that is fighter. not a great fighter. We're taking him at shock odds. Uh, we're not good betters. I just don't let last week fool you guys. We are still not good betters. But we're flying the Usman flag. I cannot believe we are both on this. I can't either. I, I can't thought either. for sure you would be like the responsible adult. And my notes for this fight, uh, I'm going to read it exactly out, which is Mo Usman isn't good, but like 
he can beat Collier, right? My right? <laughs> my exact notes for this, it's gonna be fucking ugly. That's that's all it was. I actually have three bets. Honestly, all my bets this week are are gonna be sweats. They're just gonna be sweaty. Like the Fazeev Gamrod, I feel confident that that goes to a decision, but to get there, it's going gonna to be, be sweaty. It's going to be action-packed. This ain't like a just sit and be like, man, nothing happened this fight. It is going to be action-packed. It is going to be sweaty. Bryce Mitchell, until I see him get the first takedown, I'm going to be like, shit, 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 shit. Muhammad Usman going to just be a nasty, nasty sweat. It's not going to be fun, let's be honest. But yeah. but making money isn't always fun. Let's let's remember that. Fialho work is means, not fun. Work is, work is work, you know? Fialho means under two and a half, like... I need to see the aggression until then. Like it could be like, uh, that probably isn't that sweaty. I feel hopefully like that's, not. Knock that's on wood. Seems confident. Knock on wood. And then Brian Battle's probably going to be in a dog fight. So I'm just yeah. like, I'm just resigning myself to be like, pull my hair out. Uh, but yeah, here we are. I can't wait to go. Us proud uh, members of the Muhammad Usman betting club. Let's go, Mo. Uh, the MUBC. I will, I will say this is, uh, I have no, that's my last bet on the UFC card. So, uh, we can blitz to the other two. This fight also made me realize as I was doing the research, it's like Jake Collier's on a three fight losing streak, man. How many freaking fighters on this card are on three fight losing streak? The answer is five, five, five of the 22 fighters competing on Saturday are on three fight skids. How so, many have lost back to back fights? Because I know you'd have to add in Marina Rodriguez. I mean, you add in Rodriguez, it's definitely back to back. I think Miles um, Johns is back to back losses. I, I believe Miles Johns is the. No, he beat he beat Vince Morales last time out. I'm tripping. That John Castaneda fight is is still stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, Cody Brunage three uh, straight. Anyway, is Anyway lost two in a row or nah, no? No, she not. beat Yanan Wu or Wu yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So good yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, it's. If you add in Marina, the ad gets to around six. But five fighters on three fight losing streaks could be some pink slips coming up on. Uh, on I think Sunday. a couple of people are going to be getting their walking papers after Saturday. Uh, you said it last two fights: Mizuki Inouye versus Hannah Goldie. Are you trusting Hannah Goldie, or are you trusting the girl coming off a three year injury layoff? I'm doing neither. Yeah, no, I'm three I'm year not. layoff at like minus three twenty two, uh, and then last. Montserrat Rendon versus Tamiris Vidal. Like, I think Vidal wins. Pretty confident that she wins, but I I can't say for certain, and she's minus 250, so. I can't say I'm confident she wins because I I looked at this fight and I said, I'm not going to go find tape on Montserrat Rendon to watch. Just not going to do it. I did pick Vidal to win her UFC debut first round. I I picked sub, not KO, but, you know, we we got the dub there. Uh, but not backing it up, you no. know, not not on this one. I'm good. So that's UFC Apex 79. There is a quite a bit more combat sports this weekend. Bellator 299. Uh, I already mentioned the Johnny Eblen money line with Rodriguez Watterson over one and a half, and Egan Mitchell over one and a half. That pays out at minus 116. Now you said a nasty chalk soup parlay. I just went with three legs. Well, that I just have three, but they're all okay. just monsters. Uh, <laughs> Kieran Clark is one for me. I do not have Kieran Clark. Derog Kelly is the other for me. I do not have Derog Ke- Kelly. And then Johnny Eblen is the last one. I have Johnny Eblen. Uh, I decided I would lay minus 1,000 on Aaron Pico because... Oh, fuck. Why not? 
You know, uh, it's not, he, like, Aaron, he's like, it's not uh, like Aaron Pico has ever uh, had weird losses or like completely blown it in spots. Like, love Aaron Pico. Think he's a very exciting fighter, uh, but I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was Pedro Carvalho is 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 nothing amazing, but like he does have wins at yeah, he's, competent, like, he's a competent fighter. Minus a thousand is like minus a thousand. Here's the thing. When Aaron Pico uh, looks good, he looks like the best oh. fighter in the world. Oh. And then sometimes his shoulder will fall out or, you know, yeah. whatever. So I mean, like the Adley Edwards fight, I was on him. Uh, like I, I had him by KO or something. And I was like, this guy is amazing. Uh, yeah. And then the Jeremy Kennedy fight, I was like, oh. It's a shoulder injury, and so that's where I'm coming from here. I've been knocked the, out a couple times. The Corrales and Borks, I mean, one, those were several years ago, and he was okay. a child just into the MMA game. So, sure, like, sure, 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 sure. I get it, you know? You're, okay. you're a major favorite. You're going to take some lumps. He did not he, – he got thrown into the fire pretty quickly um, because he looked like he could swim. Since then, though, I mean, he has looked unbelievable. The only loss being the shoulder injury in the Jeremy Kennedy fight. <laughs> bit of a freak occurrence i i think he's gonna dust up pedro Carvalho. so i'm not saying it's smart in fact i believe my exact words were don't tail me on this but i've got eblin i've got pico and uh the leg that you know closest betting wise and the one that i think i should feel good because of how high i was on him monster barnui coming off uh the bad performance against brent premise the loss in the grand prix uh, I think he's going to rebound in a big way against JJ Wilson. So I, I've got those three pays out minus one thirty-five. Uh, something that I don't hate is the under two and a half in that in that Aaron Pico uh, fight. Minus one ninety. Don't hate that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's uh, minus one ninety. Yeah, I'm actually fine with that. Uh. So, Kieran Clark is is like a squash match, Irish dude, undefeated, fighting a guy with uh, not a great resume, to say the least. Uh, Gorney, Zimmy Slog Gorney. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's beating 1-0 guys, 3-2 guys, lost to a few 0-0 guys. Um, like, he's just... It's clear what they're doing here. They're in Dublin. Kieran Clark is still young. He's undefeated. Bring it in. Derog Kelly, another undefeated Irish fighter. It's almost shameful here. I mean, if he loses this fight, I will be shocked. I will be shocked. This is a bring him in, lose the fight. Derog Kelly in front of the home crowd. I mean, this guy lost last gotta, time out. to do it. To a guy who is 0-0, and he lost him by decision. <laughs> he has actually lost to two guys that are 0-0. His wins are against the guy that's 0-0 and a guy that's 0-1. This is he also has not fought in two years. This is like a you want to make a quick buck? Come lose to Derog <laughs> Kelly. Um yeah, him in minus nine hundred. Undefeated Amy career, though. You know, he's yeah. looking looking Gel Ziegers. Gel Ziegers. If there's any Gel Ziegers betters out there and they cash, I mean you are uh, Here's Don't. my question for you. Please. The only guys he's lost to are O and O. I mean, maybe that's his weakness. Maybe rookies, he doesn't have any tape yeah. on him to study. Yeah. Doesn't know how to beat him. And so maybe maybe Dara Kelly 
He just now, I do won. have to say, it's not like Deron Kelly has beat any world beaters uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I do think he's he's likely likely to get this one done. I support you. Um, I'm not tailing because I've I've made a policy. To he's also he's also fights, fighters without ten combined professional fights. Well, he's also been blown up uh, pretty big. I got a minus nine hundred. He's like minus fifteen hundred now. It's so not a smart bet. Like let's if the if you have the opportunity to bet minus nine hundred on a fight between two fighters with eight combined bouts of experience, you, take, you gotta you take, take it. it. Just that you easy. You gotta take it. You, you you have to take it. You don't get these opportunities often, so uh you have to take it. Uh <laughs> couple one that I'm waiting on the lines to drop. Uh the Queely Maselli fight. I like the under on that. I might I might cook up a little violence parlay. Uh, over in in Bellator, um, like the guy Queely is fighting. Like, yes, I know he's not like I know Queely is not the biggest knockout artist, but Maselli has five losses, all of them coming by knockout. Four of them in the first round. Uh, like, if you just look at his records, just first round, first round, first round. Sure, we got a third round in there. Second round, first round, first round. Like, he just does not go to a decision. I I, I think this is another setup. Peter Queely. Had a had a couple tough fights. Feel like this is a go out in front of that Irish crowd and and get it done, Peter. Uh, so I like the under there. Uh, Kelly Zegers. I also kind of feel like that fight's going to get finished too. Uh, and yeah, that's that's Bellator. It's um, you know we're 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 happy to be here. We're happy to be here. Twenty one fights. Twenty one fights. Going out with a bang. Going it's out with a bang. It's going to be a long time. Um, if not a good time, it's certainly going to be a long time. What time does it start at? 11 a.m. I'm working this card, so, uh, uh you say long step time? of the way. You say long time? It's actually going to be, like, the pacing is going to be fantastic. Bellator is really good about that, which, uh, mad mother, respect mother, to them. Dude, they will not have been able to leave the cage before the next guys, before they're, like, already announcing the next fights. Like, yeah. it's just, like... We're going to be hitting some rapid pace. Uh, Magomed Sharapov, Zabit's bro, getting in there. Kasan Magomed Sharapov. Kasan, yeah. Uh, I believe he opens the entire card. Yeah. Against like a, a real fighter, which is yeah. odd. Like Real fighter we, on very short notice. Yeah, but it's just weird to like, here are two fighters who like, well, one is like a guy who's been around and another who's like a prospect. And they're going to open us up. And then after that, there's going to be a wave of just cannon fodder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will say, I will say, I feel like uh, these cards sometimes fluctuate. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Sheriff. Oh, yeah. There's very possible that a lot of these. Uh, I mean, they were know, trying to bring, they were trying to bring post-limbs. in. They were trying to bring in Ken. Excuse me. Trying to bring in Ken McGee for him. Uh, they were trying to bring in. Uh, Martin McDonough, who's been knocked out in the first round in his last couple fights against just terrible opponents. I feel like they were just trying to, to lob Don't him up. Don't disrespect yeah, no. Mr. Pink like that. He uh, fits an <laughs> important role of losing yeah. to few people they want to sure. they want to get a dub for. Sure. Uh, yeah, so actually kind of a tough fight. Now he's like a minus 650. Don't know how much I love that like because it not, is like yeah, not that a, a real fighter. Um so yeah, that's Bellator, some parlays, some whatever. I mean, if you if you taped every Bellator fight, you're a psycho. Yes. Uh very much. You got any mm-hmm. boxing or one, uh, well, one we other done? one other bet, the the Mokohana uh 
like Kenny Mokahana, another Irish dude. He's like minus 150. Probably not going to get around to it, but but worth looking at. All right, boxing. Xili Zhang, right? He he just got the win over Joe Joyce just a few months ago. Finished him in the sixth round. Bet online. Back. Bet online had Zhang by knockout at plus four seventy five, and I put a massive wager on it, and they refunded it and said it was an error by the book. I was like, sounds right. Yeah, I mean it was it was an error. But man, I mean, I was, I still have the, I took a screenshot of the slip. I still have it on my phone. I was like, damn, damn. I thought I was, I thought I was pulling a fast one. Unfortunately, no. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Zhang? You, you have any feelings on that fight? Um, I think that unlike the Marina Rodriguez uh, versus uh, Michelle Waterson Gomez, this fight is the same. You know, there's, 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 this isn't at a different weight class. You know, this isn't. Um, different time limits. This is just the same fight. And so the same result seems um, very likely. Uh, here's something I want to throw out to you. These boys, uh, they're big, right? Large fellas. Large guys getting in there. They they carry a lot of a lot of power with them. I mean, it's been proven. Uh, Zhang has been past the sixth round just oh three times. Oh, my God. In his I'm career. going to derail you. Have you Please seen Joe Joyce's topology photo? No, is it incredible? Yes. I need you to go click not on the, the not on the little small one, what? but like click his name. <laughs> Un- when did he wear this? I don't when did know. he wear this? Uh, no idea. You need to look up Joe Joyce, the juggernaut. Uh I mean he wore a mask or something. He wore the juggernaut helmet from X-Men. It's awesome. This wow. fucking rules. Uh, I changed my mind. Joe Joyce by a billion. I would like to bet him at whatever the underdog price is. Uh, all right. Just want to throw this out to you, though. Big boys. Zhang, never been past the sixth round. Uh, this fight actually didn't make it past the sixth round. Uh, last time out, there was a uh, doctor stoppage. 20 of his 25 wins come by way of knockout. Joe Joyce, not a small fry either. He actually has... 16 professional fights, 15 have not gone to a decision. Yet, the fight doesn't go to a decision sitting there at minus 160. 12 rounds, minus 160. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I am far too distracted by this juggernaut costume to, to be committed to any of the bets other than betting Joe Joyce by knockout. If he comes to the ring... In this, which it appears, uh, based on my research, that he did this in 2001 uh, before a bout with Carlos Takam. Uh, yeah, which, by the way, he then won by KO in the sixth round. Yeah, um, Joe Joyce needs to go back to the juggernaut costume. What a, what a freaking hero. Joe Joyce knockout is plus 360 if it fancies you. I mean, I don't think that's smart, but um, I might. Uh, maybe I'll consult the eight ball and see what she says on the matter. Uh, Joe Joyce by decision is plus two sixty. Uh, I will be taking the fight. Does not go to decision though. Uh, heavyweight boxers. We just saw the fight a few months ago, and you're giving it to me at minus one fifty eight. Uh, I'm just gonna have to take that. Uh, one other bet that I do have: Richardson Hitchens, my guy from Brooklyn. If you if you're not aware of his game. Get up on it. He is disgusting. Uh, parlay to him with Canelo Alvarez for next week. 
that pays out at minus 154. Those are all my uh, all my boxing bets for the weekend. One last thing I want to get into with you, though. One championship. One championship. This Friday. Billions of viewers. Billions. But this Friday morning, we do get a sick fight. We're getting Rod Tang versus Superlek mm-hmm. in kickboxing. And there's a couple books throwing around odds there. Ooh. I don't know how you feel, because uh, I don't really know this scene as much. It will be a Muay Thai contest. Uh, Rod Tang, Superlek. We feeling any type of way on who's going to win this one? Uh, Rod Tang, or- as, Superlek is a dog. I don't hate that's interesting. I will. I mean, I will say it's certainly not my uh, like strong suit. Yeah, I, I I enjoy Muay Thai. I enjoy kickboxing. Uh, I watch it, but I, I I would say that I keep up with it less than boxing, um, even. So, my general thoughts would probably favor Rod Tang, but I don't know that I believe he should be a like massive favorite. So, what what is the line? Uh, right now I'm seeing minus one fifty, super like plus one fifteen. Sounds about right. I don't, I don't need a little like a half unit shot just to make. Just have a little fun. Yeah, like who doesn't like to have a little fun? You know, just to make it like a touch more interesting. Yeah, I mean this is a fantastic fight though. Yo, it's gonna be sick. It looks like I, not a, if I know that it's a good a good Muay Thai fight, then it's a good Muay Thai fight. Like, I mean, this has been this has been a fight that we've been waiting on. I feel like no one's really talking about it. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think that. Well, you know, for whatever reason, the kickboxing circle doesn't really overlap a ton with the MMA space. I'm not entirely sure why that is, but it just it feels like that's not a thing um, that happens. Like where you know, like. Jiu-jitsu and MMA overlaps a little bit more. Boxing and MMA certainly seems to be overlapping more and more. Um, but feels like that there are only a couple of people who are like deep into the kickboxing Muay Thai space that then also are into MMA. And then it's always like, hey, we got this guy coming over to MMA. His name's Israel Destiny. You should probably check him out. He's going to be pretty dope. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to do I, – I, I think I'm going to throw a half unit on Superlek just for that little bit. I mean, I I love that. Why not? A little plus 115. What could it hurt, you know? Nothing. Can't hurt anything. Uh, All right. We've run out of steam here. Boxing, Muay Thai, MMA. We've done it all. 21 fights over at Bellator. That's a lot. A lot of fights. We have talked about so many fights this weekend. And, Uh, uh, And this is the last weekend. And, oh, God, I can't wait for a week off. 17. Straight breakdowns, actually. 17. Yeah, this is 17. We had done 16. Yep. This is 17. Uh, one last fight I do want to touch on. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I will be at Dead Serious MMA 50 this oh. weekend in Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, and I'm pretty pumped for it, man. Uh, my boy, Jordan Morgan, former uh, former NFL offensive lineman uh, who I am I am friends with. We'll be making his amateur debut on this card, uh, taking on Greg Bonavito. So pretty pumped for it. You're fucked, pretty Greg. For it. You're fucked. No, you're fucked, Greg. Be, Greg let's be honest. I hope honest. you're listening. I hope you are a loyal listener, and I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart, you're fucked. You are done. You are done for. Yeah, I've been talking with Jordan behind the scenes. I mean, 
I say offensive lineman, this guy is no longer an offensive lineman. He is jacked to the gills, uh, training with David Branch, uh, former UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. He's ready to roll, man. He is huge. He is athletic. He is powerful. Um, and yeah, man, he's uh, he's a badass. So uh, looking forward to this one. Been talking to him behind the scenes. He feels incredibly confident. Uh, so I will be at the I Play America Arena down in Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, can't wait. Go wow, Tapology, hey. 60% on Jordan Morgan. That should be 100. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, my man, Greg, Bam Bam, as they call him. Jordan Morgan, a new, new friend of the show. See, now the, our favorite fighter. Jordan Morgan, oh, yes. just bet him every time. If there were odds, I would put 10 units on Jordan Morgan. I mean, Morgan just run around with like a like a a $100 bill and just be like, who wants it? Who wants it? it? Who wants the Greg? Cash to cash. Somebody want Greg? Let's go. Who wants Greg? I'll, I'll put it down right now. I'll actually give you five to one odds. You pay me 20, I'll pay you 100. I'm on my guy, Jordan Morgan. Jordan Morgan minus 500. Greg, first, fucked. First fight, Greg, you're dead. You're dead, kid. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that goes well. Hopefully we can get a little, uh, you know, a couple Amy fights under the belt, start having some success, maybe make our way to uh, PFL, a Bellator type. Is it going to be one of the same soon? Who knows? Uh, but that's that. UFC Apex 79, Bellator 299, Zhang versus Joyce 2, uh, Superluck versus Rod Tang, Richardson Hitchens in there, Jordan Morgan at beautiful Dead Serious MMA 50. Great weekend ahead. See you in two weeks. Two weeks. Love you. Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.